1: Hi, welcome to another episode of the Standard of Truth podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Garrett Dirkmont, and I'm joined by my friend, Professor Richard Laduke.
0: Hello, Garrett. Uh, in last week's podcast, we talked about getting to an email that talked about the name of the church and how it's changed over time. And, and then, then
1: we decided, you know what?
0: You know what? No, we're not going to do that. We're going to spend about 50 minutes talking about whether you chose your family in the pre mortal life and your family, um, your family. <laughs> That's what we say in our home. I wasn't having a stroke. We always say Framley. So, but in this R- episode, Richard smells toast right now. <laughs> in this episode, we are going to start off. We're going to lead off. Uh, we le- like to lead with our mistakes, and uh, missing this email was a mistake. So we're gonna we're gonna get into it. Uh, subject line: Mormons or LDS or members of the church? History of the name of the church. Hey, Doctor Dirk Mott and sports bookie. Uh, La Duke. This is Andrew,
1: which. Is also the name of Richard's son, so he he opened this email because he saw that it was from Andrew. Yeah, and I was afraid he was going to be you well, know, he's going to he,
0: be hitting Indiana. Yeah,
1: he thought he's like, no, Andrew, you better not have been. You know I mean, because Andrew was like, you know what? I just think BYU is going to make a run in the WCC
0: 3 <laughs> I'm like, oh, jeez. Well, so look, last last, uh, you know, we're 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 paying your mortgage here at the Standard of Truth podcast with our occasional bets that come out weeks after the events have occurred. That's the
1: best part. Is how in tune are you, people that are listening? Do you know what the picks are that we've made months before you
0: actually have to
1: put the money down,
0: That's or in a- many cases after? <laughs> after. So, uh, you know, I, what do we think that Zach Eddy's going to do with Purdue? I mean, obviously, it was it was plus six thousand beginning of the season. Now they're they're almost favorites. But so he's a giant. Him, he's he's a seven four monster of a man. Yeah. Yeah, he certainly didn't exist in Mosiah Hancock's pre-mortal existence, where right. the average man is 6'2". Two. two. Yep. So uh, I came, or I come from North Carolina with questions and thanks. I'll start with gratitude, and maybe that'll in, induce you to answer my question. It appears to have worked. It it did. Uh, also, the bookie thing it made me laugh, uh, and so that's that's the main reason.
1: Again, we're, we apologize to the fact that we get a lot of emails. And we, we legitimately cannot do a show on every single one of them, nor can we respond to all of them. Also, We're barely treading
0: water. Also, the sports thing, that's a shtick, and it's not true, and don't gamble. So yeah, I feel we, do, like...
1: we don't actually bet. Yes, well, or, may, or win. Apparently, Richard does, but um, I don't. I mean, <laughs> at least not while I'm on the air.
0: Uh, I'm about to go on my mission. Oh, good for you, Andrew. And the podcast has been really helpful in strengthening my knowledge of Latter-day Saint history, as well as how to drag out a, a single simple answer for as long as humanly possible. Ouch. I'm extremely Boy. impressed Boy. by your...
1: Andrew's going right... To...
0: Well, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you're starting with the gratitude, Andrew.
1: Yeah. like I'm like super grateful for how much <laughs> of my time you guys have wasted.
0: Like, super grateful. <laughs> Uh your ability to make uh what would normally be 15 minute answer into a four episode uh four episodes of context and shaggy dog stories. That's funny. Despite this, you should be proud to learn that your podcast is the only non-fiction podcast I don't listen to on 2x speed opting for 1.25 speed which I uh, so I can savor the content. Soon, you may hope to attain the coveted 1x speed.
1: Well, look, I don't know if you're going to be allowed to listen to us on your mission, but you're going to be grateful to listen to anything at point two five because you got nothing else.
0: <laughs> uh, Garrett's mission president was very strict. Well, you were only allowed to listen to... Hymns. Uh, hymns by the Tabernacle Choir. And they had choir. to be done
1: by the church, by, by the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, or published in that, you know, the green hymn
0: CD thing. So... Tabernacle Choir comes out with uh, a CD and Battle Hymn of the Public's there. Listen yep. to. I can listen to
1: Battle Hymn of the Public. Can I listen to, you know, Tramp, 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 The Boys Are Marching, which is another Civil War uh, song by uh, Ella Root, I think is her name. Yes, I believe that's yep. correct. And um, that song, that the tune of that is the tune to uh, uh, In Our Lovely Deseret.
0: Yeah, right? Apostate. Yeah. If you listen to that,
1: well, so if I were to listen to "Tramp, Tramp, Tramp," the boys are marching. Um, I yeah, I'd be confessing that later
0: to my. On a, on a more serious note, I've always enjoyed the podcast, and the context is actually very helpful. It's strengthening my testimony. The history is extremely interesting and entertaining. This podcast is one of the main reasons I'm planning to make. Oh boy! Okay, all right, Andrew, don't do it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of the main reasons I'm planning on majoring in history. Ooh. Um, Ooh, that's wow okay. yeah well, that's you fun. know what?
1: That's awesome.
0: We need great history teachers. We need people who are devoted to history. May I recommend moving to a state with more social programs uh, perhaps than Utah. <laughs> you may
1: uh, yeah you uh, you're gonna I, be on the dole Andrew, I'm, is ho- what I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that your family's independently wealthy. Mine wasn't.
0: Well, so he says. Don't worry. I was planning on being an English major before. Well, okay. Well, okay.
1: so so frankly, all we've done is we've, we've moved. You. The reality is, though, you actually still have much greater chance of getting a job with an English degree than a history degree. But you will occasionally see a want ad for an editor, right? Yeah, a classified. You will never, for the remainder of your existence. Find a classified that says "wanted historian will pay any price."
0: Now uh, Garrett did get his job at at the BYU from a post in a thrifty nickel at a super thrift that he, or a Kings did, perhaps.
1: Do they even have a thrifty nickel down here? <laughs> I don't know. Thrifty nickel was a a free classified ads paper that we uh, it, we in Idaho. I, oh yeah, was do outside. they have it down here? I don't. I know. I have
0: no idea. They had it outside of Kings. If anyone is listening to, that does anyone know what a thrift? Kings is?
1: Well, they all shut down.
0: Well, well, but they did in the yeah. back in the day. Did, Andrew, did, Andrew, Andrew, anyone, like
1: Andrew, Andrew, Andrew wasn't alive. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew's from North Carolina. It was in
0: Napoleon Dynamite, uh, yeah. a, an Idaho staple movie. Um, anyway, there's no need to blame yourself for my plans to burn money <laughs> for, uh, for my own academic entertainment. My uh, question. I like Andrew. Yeah, I do too. I, I do too. Um, my question pertains to the name of the church. By the way, Andrew, uh, email us back when you get your mission call. I'd love to hear where yeah. you go. It's always we'll, a fun we'll, thing. You know,
1: we'll read it on the air <laughs> and we'll tell everyone you're at. And You know, your parents will love that.
0: Yeah, well, we don't have his last name here. Um, well, we do, but we're we will when it. we read it. Yeah, of course. Dear elder so-and-so. My question pertains to the name of the church. Recently, we have been asked to use the true name of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the full name when possible. I have noticed that on the podcast... You still used Mormon when talking about us historically. Is that is this because that is how we are referred to historically? Is there a standard for referring to the saints as a group historically and among the historical community? Have guidelines been released by the church about how, how to refer to members of the church as a people group throughout history? I'm also curious about the history of the name of the church. And what uh, what we have been called by others. <laughs> well, we've been called by wow. lots of things by wow, other. That, that
1: that how much time you got?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's very funny. <laughs> we are so,
1: now about to take your fifteen minutes into a nine parter. <laughs> <laughs> what have we been called by other people? Yeah, just well, me personally, yeah. Andrew. Take us. Se- yeah, I've been called a lot of things.
0: It would be a super. It would be super cool. Well, okay. Again, now I trust your judgment. It would be super cool to hear y'all's thoughts on that, and if you have any tips. On how to make Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints fewer syllables, that would be helpful to me as well. My non-member friend suggests the acronym Um, COGICOLDS. um <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. You know what? That's it's really sweep. All the kids are calling it that these the days. Cojicolds? Cojicolds. Oh, yeah. what
1: do you have? Is that is that a rhinovirus? No, it's, it's a Kojacold. That's yeah. right. I'm on a mission.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a great question, Andrew, and uh, we promised it last week, and we I teased like how it, we made we Andrew wait it for, for a week. week. Yeah, again, he, he may already be on his mission, and, and he have probably already
1: it. he's probably he's probably come home from his mission because he didn't have the answer to this question.
0: <laughs> it's a great question with a, a lot of nuance that we will, you know, should eat we'll, into, you know,
1: into our the time. Yeah,
0: so, standard of truth podcast killing time.
1: So, I mean, there's a lot of parts of that question, some of which I'm not qualified to answer because. I'm obviously not a spokesperson for the church, right? I mean, I'm a member of the church and I love the church and I want to defend the church and I want to help people understand the history of the church. But how the church itself wants its members to be referred to when you're talking about them in the past, that is their prerogative. So you asked a couple of questions there. First of all, how is it in the historical community? So when the church in 2018 um, said that they, you know, wanted their members to be referred to by the proper, the proper name, the church as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the way that it, it had been prior to that in many publications was, in in history publications, is that the author would say the full name of the church and then put, you know, Mormons in parentheses, or often say, when Mormons first came to, you know, to Canada, and then, you know, put in parentheses, you know, members of the churches. Like, so it was incumbent upon writers to at least tell people what the actual name of the church was. You could tell that someone was doing a pretty unprofessional job of writing, much like this podcast, if <laughs> if they... Uh, uh, um didn't actually tell you what the real name was. That being said, with many of the documents that we use, the, the terminologies are still evolving, especially when you're doing early church history. So, for instance, um, the church will itself at times in the, the Utah period refer to itself as the Mormon church, um, even though you know its name is the Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints, but and, and in official communications they're always going to use that. But in talks of apostles and prophets and in conference, I mean John Taylor uses it. You know, it is part of the nomenclature. And you know, prior to President Nelson's direction in 2018, the church had really kind of leaned into the to the nickname Mormon that, you know, was at first given as a pejorative because you're the people who follow that Mormon book. And and we would tried to, you know, rehabilitate the term, I think. I mean, there there was an entire campaign called I'm a Mormon where, you know, you showed people that were normal people in everyday life and they, you know, they'd give their testimony. You know, I'm a Mormon because I've tested it. I, you know, it's, it's helped my family's life. I mean, the idea behind that campaign was to help people feel like, at least I think the idea behind it, was to help people feel like, look, it's not a weird thing to be a Mormon, and being a Mormon makes people happy. But as President Nelson received the inspiration to say, look, we need to focus what we call the church and its members, and we need to, we need to do it with what is the revealed name of the church. So this is not simply something that is a, you know, a preference or an idea, something that the church is like, you know what, we got together with a style guide and decided, you know what, we think it'll be Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Instead, it's something that comes by Revelation. Early on, early on in in 1830, 31, 32, it was actually fairly common for people to use the pejorative term Mormonites. Mormonites. Um, uh, you know, like Nephites, Lamanites, Mormonites, and in fact, you'll find in many antagonistic literature uh, uh, publications from that time period that people will be making this that that terminology. Oh, that when the Mormonites got to Kirtland, they did this, and when and when the Mormonites came to Zion, oh, these Mormonites. So, so frankly, Mormonite is actually a little bit more common of a worldly designation than is mormon in the first couple of years of the church's existence well that begs the question of what is our long and lengthy road to getting to where we're at with our actual name well uh let's start with the founding of the church now those of you who've had occasion to read the book of mormon
0: of you ever I'm familiar thinking. with its work I, I I think it's great I've heard about it I've I've gotten to Isaiah several times
1: yeah every time we get to second Nephi I'm out yeah I nephi haven't been born of goodly parents what is this something about tinkling brass I, I, I'm <laughs> out yeah um the starting point I think when they're attempting to organize the church is, of course, the Book of Mormon. They, they don't have anything else. They have a few revelations that Joseph has received. But the Book of Mormon is, of course, very clear with this dispute of what shall the name of the church be called, right? And uh, Jesus gets to settle it for him. So unlike other disputes, this isn't like the Nicene Council where they're like adding up bishops and deciding, like, okay, we've got 447 for Trinitarianism. <laughs> Oh, 444 for Arianism. Sorry, guys, you're all banished and now going to be executed. But, well, they weren't executed. I'm just saying that. If they kept it up, they would be heretics who are liable to punishment of the state. Here you have a dispute that Jesus is the one who's going to mediate. So this is 3 Nephi 27, verses 2 through 8. And Jesus again showed himself unto them. For they were praying unto the Father in his name, and Jesus stood in the midst of them and said unto them, What will ye that I shall give unto you? And they said unto him, Lord, we will that thou wouldst tell us the name whereby we shall call this church. For there are disputations among the people concerning this matter. And the Lord said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, why is it that the people should murmur and dispute because of this thing? Have they not read the scriptures which say that you must take upon you the name of Christ, which is my name? For by this name shall ye be called at the last day. And whoso taketh upon him my name, and endureth to the end, the same shall be saved at the last day. Therefore, whose whatsoever ye shall do, ye shall do it in my name. Therefore, ye shall call the church in my name. And ye shall call upon the Father in my name, that he will bless the church for my sake. And how be it my church, save it be called in my name? For if a church be called in Moses' name, then it be Moses' church. And if it be called in the name of a man, then it be the church of a man. But if it be called in my name, then it is my church. If it so be that they are built upon my gospel. So there it is. I mean, talk about a and a session of what should the church be called. The people are praying. What should we call it? Jesus appears and like, let me tell you what it should be called. It should be called after the name of Christ. So when the church is first organized in 1830, uh, in April of 1830, the name of the church, the the official the official name of the church is the Church of Christ. That's the title of it, Church of Christ. And you can see in the early documents from the time period, you can see that that's how it is referenced. In fact, we have a um, uh, a priesthood license um, that is you know from this time period, you know uh, that is from 1830, June 9th of 1830, so right after the church is organized, and it's given to Joseph Smith Sr. So Joseph Smith Sr., he's now a part of his son's church that was just founded in April, and he is uh, ordained to be a priest in the church. And the way that that ordination certificate reads It says that he is a priest of this Church of Christ, established and regularly organized in these last days. So you'll notice there is this last days element to describing it, but Church of Christ is the name. But in those early documents, it still is making a reference to, this is the Church of Christ organized in these last days, right? Now, that's not the official title. The official title isn't organized in these last days but there's this distinguishing mark that's made that this is not literally the church that Jesus created uninterrupted. It's the church Jesus created, interrupted,
0: and now reconstituted. Which doesn't is. quite have the ring to it, as you just described. <laughs> right, I
1: don't know what your, uh, you know, the kojikolds, I don't know what, what the, you know, what your friend would come up there. Are you sure this person's your friend? Yeah, that's the first thing, you know. If he's like, yeah, I've got some other things you could market, why don't you guys say that you're no fun, don't dance. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Your friend may not be as helpful as you think he is. Um, so when the church is, is organized and for the first essentially three, four years of the church, um, that's how it is listed in official documents. When the book of commandments attempts to be, they try to publish the book of commandments. The book of commandments gets pitched out of a window and destroyed. Um, when they try to uh, uh, publish it, the title page says, The Book of Commandments for the Government of the Church of Christ, organized according to law on the 6th of April, 1830. And that's an 1833 publication, or it would have been had it been allowed to get to publication. So you can see that's how it's being referenced. It's being called the Church of Christ. And again, go back to the Book of Mormon, Third Nephi twenty-six, twenty-one, And they who were baptized in the name of Jesus were called the Church of Christ. So it's actually it, it's actually not surprising that when the church is first organized, they call it literally what the Book of Mormon calls it. They who were baptized in the name of Jesus were called the Church of Christ and so the Church of Christ as it becomes. Now there is a determination that's going to be made, that the the name of the church is going to be changed. So this comes from the minutes of a conference from May 3rd, 1834. So for the first four years, well, a little over, the church is the Church of Christ. Then you have this conference. Um, this is the 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 at least part of the proceedings of that conference. After prayer, the conference proceeded to discuss the subject of names and appellations. When a motion was made by Sidney Rigdon and seconded by Newell K. Whitney, that this church be known hereafter by the name of the Church of the Latter-day Saints. So you might might notice that there's a few words missing from that. It sounds a little similar, but that it was the Church of the Latter-day Saints. So, they they take out the name Church of Christ and and they decide at this conference that they're going to call it the Church of the Latter-day Saints. Appropriate remarks were delivered by some of the members, after which the motion was put by the moderator and passed by unanimous voice. And so Joseph Smith is the moderator of that conference. So he's there for that. They don't just, you know, it's not like Joseph's out of town and they change the name when he's gone. He gets back and there's new locks and all the buildings, you know. Uh, it, they, they, just, they just locked him right out. So from 1834 and uh, until 1838, so another four years, the official name of the church is the Church of the Latter-day Saints. And in fact, if you get an... uh an 1835 Doctrine and Covenants. So the, that's the first edition of the Doctrine and Covenants. It's published in 1835. The The title of that original Doctrine and Covenants is Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of the Latter-day Saints, carefully selected from the revelations of God. So that's the official name for for four years. Now there's all kinds of speculation as to why the name of the church is changed from Church of Christ to Church of the Latter-day Saints. Some speculation better than others, but, but fundamentally all speculation. Because while we have the minutes of the meeting and we know that there are discussions, what we don't have is contemporary accounts of people saying, oh yeah, we decided that the reason why we needed to change it was because of this. Well, that opens the door to all kinds of speculation. There's in fact some people who speculate that The reason why it was changed from Church of Christ was the church was so laden in its debts and it was having so much trouble with being sued that they changed its name to the Church of the Latter-day Saints in order to get out of some of the lawsuits that have been filed against them. Now, that is not a universally agreed upon point, and and you can see why someone might speculate that, but again, you don't have a contemporary source saying, oh yeah, that's why we did it. Of course, the other issue is there's lots of other churches of Christ. Now, the Church of Christ that most people are are familiar with today, I'm guessing, will be the United Church of Christ, because there's roughly a million members of the United Church of Christ in in, in the United States. And so you might know someone who's like, oh, I know someone who's a member of the, of the Church of Christ, um, which is a, it's a, uh, a, an amalgamation of a couple of different uh, churches from a congregationalist um, history that formed in, in 1957. Um, and, and what they are more likely uh, referencing or thinking about, if that's part of what they're thinking is, is that the term Church of Christ is also what is used by the Stone-Campbell movement, the Campbellites. Um, in, in fact, they refer to themselves as the Churches of Christ. This idea being that it is believers that form a church. Uh, a church is not formed because you have, well, we've got these members here, and they've been baptized into it, and that's what makes them, but that believers themselves constitute a church. That was part of what um, Alexander Campbell was arguing in his Christian primitivist movement. I've talked about this before, but Christian primitivism sounds, I mean, it it kind of sounds like you're only allowed to listen to Mormon Tabernacle Choir on your mission. That's what it sounds like. That but sings
0: hymns. That's
1: only the hymns that they sing, yes. when the when the Mormon Tabernacle Choir goes apostate and begins singing all these other things, well then
0: I dreamed a dream. Get yeah, out of well, here.
1: I dreamed a dream. I might as well have been listening, you know, to, to Britney Spears. It was the same <laughs> the same thing to my mission president. Um, so That movement is very popular that when I say Christian primitivism, I mean prime, meaning one, right? The idea of Christian primitivism is to go back to the original Church of Christ. Now, that sounds kind of familiar if you're a Latter-day Saint, right? You're kind of like, wait a minute. There's a reason why followers of Alexander Campbell join the Latter-day Saint Church in droves. Now, Campbell is not arguing that there's— an apostasy, or that there's some kind of loss of authority, he is making the argument that if it's not in the Bible, then it's not true, but that, you know, so we don't hold people to the idea of creeds, we don't hold people to the ideas, oh, well, the Chalcedonian Creed says this, so you can't believe that, if you, if you don't believe this, you're not a Christian. But that all believers are, by the fact that they believe, they constitute the Church of Christ. So it's kind of this uh, disparate group of believers, and that's the reason why there was never really an apostasy, because as long as there was anyone believing in Jesus, there was always the Church of Jesus. That's, that's part of the argument. And, and that church was, was called you know, the Church of Christ. Well, our members, also naming themselves the Church of Christ, have many interactions with people that are from that Campbellite movement. I mean, Sidney Rigdon himself is part of that Campbellite movement. It often makes me wonder if it's Sidney Rigdon who's the one trying to create the separation because he is the one who proposes at that conference that the name is changed from Church of Christ to Church of the Latter-day Saints to provide separation between the Campbellite movement and and members of the church. Now there's a lot of Campbellites who join the church because, well, they've already been convinced that you need to go back to the original Church of Jesus. And so the only further step you have to take is, and that Church of Jesus had prophets and apostles, and so does this one, right? I mean, you've already made it a central tenet of your belief that you've got to get back to what Jesus originally taught. And then... Latter-day Saints are saying, well, we also have prophets that get us there. And so, I mean, half of Rigdon's congregation joins the church. The other half expels him from his house and defrocks him as a minister. But but the, the the half that joins become a big part of the membership there in the Kirtland area. They're in Mentors, where his, his, um, where his church building is and his house used to be before they kicked him out of his house. They felt like they were justified in doing that because they'd built the house for him because he was their pastor. So then when he became an apostate, they, you know, and again, they would have said an apostate Mormon or Mormonite, uh, they kick him out. Now, um, it stays, the, the church stays with the name of the Church of the Latter-day Saints until 1838. Uh, this is the reason why I'm always a little hesitant when people make a really big deal about the fact that, well, the church literally cannot be the true church unless it has the word Jesus Christ in it. Well, for four years, our church didn't have the word Jesus Christ in it. I mean, it it certainly worshiped Jesus. It certainly talked about Jesus. Jesus was central to everything they did, but it was officially known as the Church of the Latter-day Saints. And as you well know, of course, Andrew, as you're, you're prepping for your mission, um, the the change revelatorily comes in uh, april of 1838 uh, doctrine of it, section 115 for thus shall my church be called in the last days even the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints now there'll be a couple more emendations clerical ones you know a hyphen making sure that the is capitalized but that's what the church's name is going to be going forward. So it's not until 1838 that there even is a Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Well, now you can see that that presents a real problem if you are a historian writing about the church in the past. What if I'm writing about the church prior to 1838? I can't call it the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints because it didn't exist, right? Right if i if i do then i'm being what's called in the history field right i'm being anachronistic none of the people i'm writing about would have said oh yes i'm a member of the church of jesus christ of latter day saints they wouldn't know they wouldn't know what that means right they're referring to themselves as members of the church of christ or they then begin referring to themselves as saints often referring to themselves as latter day saints from 1834 when the church's name is the church of the latter-day saints it's interesting because you have the church of christ to start with then you have the church of the latter-day saints and then by revelation you take both halves and you merge them together now it's the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints but that early element that element that says hey we are the same church jesus once had on earth just we're separated by the apostasy that element of in the last days as you could tell from those early documents, it's, it's, it's there already, even though it's not the official name of the church. So, I mean, back to the, the question of, you know, what happens after that? Well, look, primarily by the late 1830s, the term Mormon is, is almost universally being applied by other people. While Latter-day Saints see that it is being used pejoratively, they also take it up themselves. I mean, they, they will talk about themselves all the time as being Mormons. And in fact, when they are, when, when, when Joseph is petitioning the government, he refers to them as, as Mormons, you know, because he's saying, you know, these politicians say that, oh, whatever happens to the Mormons, I don't care, that kind of stuff. I mean, it is certainly the most common way that it's referenced. And of course, it's the common way that it's referenced today so so someone might say well well why then the change now why why is that that change made when when we were fine calling it the Mormon tabernacle choir and now it's the tabernacle choir at you know at Temple Square well that's the best part about having continuing revelation it's the prophet who received that inspiration that that the term Mormon should be seen as one that's antiquated that's historical certainly we still call the mormon battalion the mormon battalion that's literally what they were called by the united states government um it's still the mormon trail in 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 iowa it doesn't it didn't suddenly become something else um it's still called the book of mormon um which is what its title was when it was when it was published and and so for historians look for myself i i try to respect what it is the church wants um in its name, by by saying Latter Day Saints, I use the term Latter Day Saint and saints. You know, when I'm doing it shorthand, uh, when it, when it, when I'm trying to do it short, you know, like the you know the saints were forced to move from Missouri. The saints, you know, but most historians now this is going to come as a, a gigantic shock to all of our listeners, but most people listening don't really care. Not most people listening. You know what? Most, most yeah, people listening don't everyone. care. You know yeah. what? Everyone. Everyone. Most people in the world don't care what our church wants to be called. I mean, that's that's the reality. We're not the only ones who face this issue, right? I would guess that there are only a fraction of the people that are listening to us who, if I were to say, oh, well, they're a member of the Society of Friends, would have any idea what I'm talking about. But what I'm talking about is Quakers. Quaker is not their name. Even though everybody uses the word Quaker to describe them, they are the religious society of friends. They refer to each other as friends. They don't refer to each other as Quakers. Quaker is a pejorative that's thrown on them because they're part of the nonconformist movement in England. They are not you know, following the dictates of uh, the edicts of of the king and, and the Church of England.
0: Or Samuel Quake.
1: <laughs> no, they're not following a guy by the name of of Bill Quake, <laughs> you know. Uh, of, oh, of you're a Quaker, right? Yeah, Bill Quake of the Quake and Aspens. Although, you know what's really, uh, boy, talk about a tangent. Yeah, it?
0: boy, yeah, we really.
1: We're, this is going to be a big tangent. Hold on, everybody. Eventually, there's a division inside of the the Society of Friends, um, and there is a, a, uh, Quite a evangelical uh, Quaker preacher uh, by the name of Hicks, and he will actually cause a schism inside of the Society of Friends, and so you have Hicksite Quakers and non-Hicksite Quakers, um, uh, and that actually that division actually takes place even in in Palmyra. There's a there's a Quaker meeting house that's built in Palmyra, well just outside of Palmyra in like 1816. Right when this this division among the Quakers is going on, and the one just outside of Palmyra essentially gets obtained by the Hicksite, you know, which the other Quakers would call apostates. But anyway, so we're not the only religious denomination where people decided on a pejorative for us and you know, the members were like, fine. You know, I mean, look. You know, luckily Quakers are nonviolent, right? So you're not gonna you're not gonna cause them to punch you when you say when you say, "Wait, aren't you one of those Quakers?" I mean, they might gently correct you and say, "Oh, well, you know, we're the Religious Society of Friends." Much like you might, you know, when someone's like, "Yeah, hey, you one of them Mormons?" You might say, "Yeah, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints." At the same time, pretending that we weren't called Mormon for 200 years is also kind of a problem, right? I mean, because when someone says, hey, hey, are you one of those Mormons? And you just say, no. And that's the end of the conversation. The question they think they're asking you and the question you're answering aren't the same thing. They think they're asking, how many wives do you have? Right? I mean, that's I mean, if anyone has ever met someone who's like, oh, you're one of those Mormons? Oh, or, or which, how many moms did you have? That kind of stuff. Um, uh, they think they're asking, "Are you a member of this particular denomination?" Of course, that term becomes highly problematic, especially because other groups that have since apostatized from our church use the same terminology. So, for instance, fundamentalist Latter-day Saints, right? The church, uh, the, the the fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, often refer to their members as Mormons. Refer to themselves as Mormons. You could see why our church might want to be further distance from that, or why the Lord would want our church to be further distance from that. When you are talking about it in history, it's essentially impossible to eliminate because most of the sources that I will quote to you on this podcast will use the term Mormon to refer to the people we're talking about. So, whenever I am referencing a quote or a group of the group of people, that's what they're going to be referred to back then. But you, you know, I try to to make sure I say Latter day Saint and Saint, but I certainly I certainly am not going to win that that victory all the time. And it's especially problematic if I'm talking about members of the church in 1831. Like even if I call them saints, even if I call them saints, they're not really calling themselves saints. Right? So I, I'm I'm projecting onto them what I'm called now onto the past. And that's like a big historical no no. But most historians, certainly every one of them not affiliated with the church, they are still going to use the word Mormon because they see it as the the generic term that covers all kinds of of, of ground. Um, Latter Day Saint is certainly more it's certainly more respectful, even for the the Community of Christ, which is the Reorganized Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints. They they often refer to themselves as Latter-day Saints as well. And and not not big fans of being called Mormons. Why? Well, because they see the word Mormon as affiliated with us. And they don't want to be affiliated with us, hence the reorganized Church of Jesus Christ, of Latter-day Saints. I had one other experience um uh, speaking with a uh, member of the Bickertonite uh group. So Sidney Rigdon who we've already, who we've met, who's lost his home. Uh, uh, he uh, we all know and, and someday we're gonna do a podcast on the the the, the succession crisis.
0: Yeah, no, we actually do need to. We receive we receive almost weekly emails on them. On
1: are we show. ever actually going to do it? Is we are real not. Question. Okay, so what I just need to get out is that we're not actually going to do whatever we say we're going well, to
0: do. So if we I mean, if we do, it's going to be it's going to be a classic standard of truth five parter. right? Yeah,
1: and we look we we receive a lot of hate mail too.
0: <laughs> so much. yeah,
1: I mean, most of it's hate mail. I mean, the only way Andrew slipped this past us was by insulting us later in the
0: into yeah. The he's like, "Here's a compliment." I didn't read the rest of it. Yeah, he
1: was like, "Hey guys, really love your podcast." You know, can't wait for you to burn in the nether regions. But um, the this uh, the at the time of the succession, Sidney Rigdon is going to, of course, you know, stand to be the the, the protector of the church, uh, the guardian of it, and he's going to be voted down. And so he's going to leave with some of his followers from Nauvoo and go back to Pennsylvania where he's from, and he's going to found a church. Now, I kind of gave you a little bit of a premonition of this, where his his followers, when he became a Latter-day Saint, well, not a Latter-day Saint, because they weren't Latter-day Saints yet, when he became a member of the Church of Christ, they kicked him out of his house. Well, he goes and founds this church in Pennsylvania, and... Then his church members excommunicate him from the church that he founded.
0: I can't get a break. Like, that's rough.
1: Yeah. It is rough if you start a church and the members get together like, you know what? You're not our leader anymore. (laughs) I'm the one who started it. Started. Past tense. See you later.
0: It's, so we say often on this podcast, if you're so smart, start your own podcast, right. start your own whatever. If you're in so smart, case, start, start your, own, your own church. Yeah, and you know what? They did. Yeah, there and you go. They, and they kicked well, Sydney out.
1: So William Bickerton was one of the elders that Sidney Rigdon had baptized. Very different from some of the other uh, groups that broke away. Bickerton had never actually been a Latter-day Saint in Nauvoo. He joined Sidney Rigdon's movement after Rigdon had already broken away. So he was never affiliated with the Latter day Saints in 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 Nauvoo, except by the fact that Rigdon was one of them and some of his followers were some of them. Why am I spending any time on this? It's called a tangent.
0: Yeah, good question.
1: Yeah. Um well, Bickertonites uh, which, again, they don't call themselves Bickernites any more than we call ourselves Mormonites. Or sometimes people call us, you know, Brighamites because we followed Brigham Young. Uh, but you don't walk around calling yourself that, I'm guessing. You, you rarely are like, oh, I'm a Brighamite. You know, you don't. Um, they are incredibly offended when people refer to them as Mormons. Um, now, sometimes it happens. Why? Now, there's about 20,000 of them. This is, it's actually one of the most prominent groups that broke away, you know, from the time that Joseph died. I mean, really, it's technically doesn't break away from when Joseph dies. It, it breaks away from Sidney Rigdon's breakaway. But anyway, um, they read the book of Mormon. They quote from the book of Mormon. They believe the book of Mormon is absolutely the word of God and that's it, right? So they don't accept any of the doctrine and covenants. That's not, it's just the book of Mormon is the word of God. And it's very offensive when people you know, to them say, oh, you're one of those Mormons, they get they get no, I'm you know and, I, I, and they I'm a member of, of of the Church of Christ is what they call themselves, right? So this um, this topic is something that kind of gets moved around quite a bit. And then you also have a whole bunch of other groups as they apostatize, take portions of the name of the church right it's important that we call ourselves the church of jesus christ of latter day saints because there's an entire other group that calls themselves church of jesus christ of latter day saints right just the the is the difference there are groups that that um church of you know church of jesus christ of the latter days you know like, oh, oh i see what you're getting at i mean that kind of stuff so there are lots of different offshoot groups and that's why i think it's it's important for members uh to follow the the prophetic instruction of their prophet. Now, I also don't think you should make a man an offender for a word. I don't think if you're, you know, if you're, How dare if you're, you mission say. Pre- if you're a mission president, when he's bearing a testimony to you on your mission says, you know, I've been a Mormon for 40 years. You, you stand up, you walk out of the meeting, you say, I'm going home. <laughs> this man's obviously not inspired. Look, it's been the terminology, and it's certainly the cultural terminology of who we are for the for the past 170 years. It, it just has been. And especially when we're referring to it in the past, it was the name that even members of the church referred to themselves as. Oh, I'm a Mormon. Da, 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 right. But when we are especially encountering someone new, someone who's not affiliated with our group, I think it's it's important. And you're gonna have to do this the whole time. If you go, look, I don't know where you're going on your mission. If you go anywhere in the United States, every single time you talk to anyone, you're going to have to help them understand that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and what they think are commonly called Mormons are the same thing, right? And, and you might, you know, you'll have to because otherwise they, they won't be able to bridge that gap. Any more than if I was a, I was a Quaker missionary and I was knocking on doors and I said, ah, oh, I'm a member of the Society of Friends, they would say, What? You know the Society of Friends. Uh, we believe in the spiritual enlightenment that comes through the quiet voice of the spirit. What? What? What are you? You know, sigh, Quakers. Oh, oh, Quakers. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the like the oatmeal guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the level of religious illiteracy. You will, you will be stunned. You will be stunned as you go to find that while we might be a Christian nation, no one knows what anyone else believes, and in fact very few people even seem to know what they themselves believe or what their church believes. so yeah I would have a little bit of grace with that but that's 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 it in the nutshell the church does have on its uh, on its website on its newsroom website a style guide for for the way people should reference the church when you say you know what's a good acronym that we can come up with well um you know the church specifically says you probably shouldn't so sorry for your friend um you know here's part of what they say um the term mormon church has long been publicly applied to the church as a nickname it's not an authorized title and the church discourages its use thus please avoid now of course this is a style guide for people writing about the church okay so that this is because you have a bunch of journalists saying "Yeah, the mormon church today said right well that's not the name of the church and frankly it's it's honestly really lazy if you're going to call something something in a publication you may want to call it what it's actually called Right. I mean, it's, it's weird. It's weird to be a professional and to reference something by some kind of nickname. It's a weird thing, you know? Um, and, I mean if I'm writing, well, this, this probably isn't right because of sports, but right. If I'm, if I'm a Cubs fan and I'm writing a pejorative article about the white Sox and I call them the black Sox and I only call them the black Sox. Unless what I'm writing is a very satirical piece, which I'm, you know, aimed at my crosstown rivals, it's not very professional. Because while people did call them the Black Sox, they did not call themselves the Black Sox. That was not their plan after that came out. You know what? We'll just taint ourselves forever with this. We'll just call ourselves that. Even more so when you're dealing with religions, because those are personal and they are sacred to people. And so we should refer to people in the way they want to be referred. And I actually found it laughable um, when the church came out with this uh, this statement of a style guide. How many people openly mocked it and said, "Well, I'm not going to do that. I'm still," gonna... and I mean professional people, people who write about religion in the news, people who would be horrified if you were to suggest that it's okay to call some marginalized group by whatever name you want to call them and not by whatever name they want to be called with Latter-day Saints. Nope. Didn't matter. I'm still going to call Mormons. I don't care what anyone else thinks. Well, that's not what they want to be called. And so I think we all owe each other, the decency of calling other people, what they choose to refer to themselves as now. Does that mean that that uh, you know, you might still have to provide it? You know, which was once called the Mormon Church. You know, sometimes it's commonly referred to as Mormons, but our church is actually the Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints. Of course, you're gonna have to have those conversations. Now, look, if you go to like Italy, you you probably won't have to have that conversation. <laughs> the conversation will be, "Are you Catholics?" No, and then as the door slams, you know. Well, I mean. Uh, I don't know where you're going to go, but in the United States, it'll be something that comes up. But anyway, let me keep reading. Please avoid using the abbreviation LDS or the nickname Mormon as substitutes for the name of the church, such as in Mormon church, LDS church, or church of the Latter-day Saints. Notice even that idea of church of the Latter-day Saints, which was literally the name of the church. That was literally the name, the official name of the church for four years. The church is saying in its style guide, yeah, you aren't, you aren't calling us the Church of the Latter-day Saints because you went back and did a bunch of research and found out that in 1834, that's what it was called. Okay, You're doing it because you're not being careful and including the name Jesus Christ in it. When referring to church members, the term members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Latter-day Saints, members of the Church of Jesus Christ, and members of the Restored Church of Jesus Christ are preferred. We ask that the term Mormons and LDS not be used. Mormon is correctly used in proper names, such as the Book of Mormon, or when used as an adjective in historical expressions, such as the Mormon Trail, and I'm sure the Mormon Battalion and things like that go along with that. So, even the terminology of of uh, you know just LDS, which is the abbreviation, the church is saying we we don't want people to re- be referred to as LDS. We want them to be referred to as Latter day Saints or members of the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter day Saints, or members of the Church of Jesus Christ. So I, I'm afraid, Andrew, I don't have a way to give you an easy acronym since we're not supposed to really use easy acronyms. That's, and that's the, the key. again, is someone being pejorative when you meet them and they say, oh, are you LDS? Frankly, if they say, are you LDS, they're being as kind-hearted as they can possibly be. They they know something about our church. But it, it it's going to take a long time before culturally the term, the, the proper name of the church is going to be used always, and that the Latter-day Saint people are going to be referred to as Latter-day Saints and not just Mormons. And in fact, given the hostility towards Latter-day Saints in the culture— my guess is it will be a really long time because it's almost a small sign of pride for people who denigrate the church to not call it by its name. Um, that, that idea is is something that, you know, it'll ebb and flow, and you'll, you'll deal with it a whole bunch on your mission. It'll depend a lot on where you go on your mission. But those are the, the guidelines that have been laid out. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Hopefully you're calling yourself the right name as you leave uh, this uh, podcast. But again, please don't take it too far where you stand up in your elders quorum and condemn someone as a heretic to hell because they made a reference to the fact that, you know, I'm just one of these Mormons. I mean, g- give them a little bit of grace.
0: Thank you for listening to the Standard of Truth podcast hosted by historian Dr. Garrett Dirkmaat. If you know anybody that could benefit from the material in this episode, please share it with them. And for more resources, visit standardoftruth.com. Until next time.